Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 5, Episode 21, for Saturday the 3rd of June, 2023. And coming up this week, it's going to be one of the briefest shows ever, as very little writing work got done this week. In fact, there's not even enough news to rustle up three teaser headlines. Now, there has been plenty going on this week, but I'm afraid I can't tell you about most of it because it involves one-to-one conversations and exchanges of a nature which I can't share on the show. However, I have been busier on writing-related matters than this update will suggest. It's just all going on in the background at the moment. So this is another reason why I'm going to be concluding the season shortly, because now I'm not writing. Things are getting a little bit dull around here as far as writing news is concerned. But I have brought together everything that's happened this week that I can tell you, and we'll start with my editing update. And I have started my last read of book three in my trilogy. Now, I've read this once. My wife is about think two thirds of the way through it so I'm going to start or I have started going through her suggested changes and I've done the first five chapters of my reread of the book this is my second read of the book and this is ahead of it going to Claire Cronshaw so I will reread it again make my wife's changes I'll run it through Grammarly and Word and whatever I can bear of whatever the other one's called what's that one I've just bought Pro Writing Aid that's the one uh, I'll do a couple of the things on that, but I'm afraid pro writing aid often just overwhelms me, so I'll do a few of those reports. Try and make it as shipshape as we can, and then it goes to Claire on the 11th of June. But there's no writing going on at the moment, and as you know, because I intensely dislike editing, I'll only do five chapters a day to keep myself fresh and my mind on the job. So there's not an awful lot getting done, it's just chug, 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 drip, drip, drip at the moment. So that will be uh, finished on Saturday the 10th of June. Uh, on the 10th and the 11th, I'll do all the uh, various checks, the word checks, the Grammarly checks, and then I'll send it over to Claire on the 11th of June. But I'm guessing she'll probably start work on it on Monday the 12th of June. As far as marketing is concerned, again, it's just, you know, drip, drip, drip. Uh, as far as Facebook is concerned, the ads continue. I'm still really annoyed at the fluctuating charges. Uh, sometimes I'll get a charge of, of plus £40 and then the next day or within the same day it will just drop by £40 and it makes it extremely difficult to work out what I'm spending, what I'm making. Um, you know, it just ebbs and flows, it moves forward, then it moves back, moves forward, then it moves back. So I'm finding it very hard. I mean, by, by way of example, I'm just looking at it now. It's currently, um, I, I pay my balance every time I hit £500. Um, so at the moment, I'm at £468.32. Well, um, earlier on this morning, that uh, bill, well, that, the, earlier on this afternoon, it was showing £489.09. So currently, I check all of this on my spreadsheets. I jot it all the time. £489.09. It was showing as what I owed Facebook earlier on today. And looking at it right now, it tells me I owe £468.32. So what is that? A bit of quick maths. Is that is that 20 quid? That's 20 quid difference. Now that I get variety, variations like that constantly all through the week. It'll suddenly rock it and I think, right, I know that's not right uh, because I, I know what I'm spending and, and I know roughly what I should be making. I know it's not right. Now, goodness knows why Facebook is doing that, but that really isn't a very good way of doing your ads, is it? I mean, you, I, I assume that if you were to to ramp that up, if, if you were to uh, you know multiply that by several times, I'm assuming that you get uh, discrepancies 
you know, much bigger than I'm getting. And you just really need to know this data. It, it can't be finger in the wind. You've, you've got to watch it like a hawk to make sure everything's profitable. And uh, I'm finding that very frustrating at the moment with Facebook ads. With Amazon ads, you know what the answer to this is going to be. You know, have you done any more work on Amazon ads? No, I haven't. I must admit that uh, in my learning hours this week, I think I told you, didn't I? Yeah, I told you that I got these rather nice speakers, these monitor speakers, and um, <laughs> I've been turning up the tunes and uh, working through my DJ training this week and uh, playing playing with the decks and trying to sort out a little technical problem I've got, something that I just want to fix, something that I used to have on radio that I want to have when I'm using the decks. So I've been playing around with that, um, but all the sounds lovely. So um, I've rearranged my desk actually this week. So this is one of the things that would normally make it to an update. But for, for years, I've just I've got two monitors here, monitor screens, and for years they've just been perched on box files, just because I wanted them a bit higher. I found some box files that did the job, and there's no point changing anything if you uh, if it's working. And then because I've got these monitor speakers, I've been trying to find a way of, of putting everything on my desk. So I've got the speakers already that I have for the computer, but these monitor speakers are about two three times the size of those. They take up quite a lot of desk space. So I was trying to work out how I could shuffle things around. And I've now replaced those box files with, you can hear it, these are sort of metal stands, they're adjustable metal stands for my for my monitors. They've actually got it at a slightly nicer height and they are adjustable too. But because they are, there's nothing underneath them, they're hollow, it means I can place things underneath and it then creates more space at the side on the desk. So I've completely uh, reorganized that. Why, did I, why on earth did I start telling you that? I'm looking at my notes here thinking it says Amazon ads updates. And then I'm thinking, oh, I know how I got to that. I think how on earth did I get there from Amazon ads updates? Yeah, that's right. It was Amazon ads updates. Then it was, I haven't done any training. Then it was, I've done DJ training. And now I'm explaining to you how I've made room for the speakers on the desk. Yeah, that's how I got there. It did all make sense. So yeah, I've been playing with that this week and I haven't done the Amazon training. But um, to, because we've had bank holidays, May's been a bit of a mess, really. And of course, as you know, Monday is a day when my wife's at work all day. So it's a very productive day for me, usually. With the last of the May bank holidays out of the way now, I'm really expecting to get back to things, getting back to a proper working rhythm. When, uh, we were away, of course, in Hull. So it's been a really disrupted month, May. But now we're back in June and the bank holidays are all done. I'm expecting to just be at my desk early, on a Monday morning and I'll I'll start working through the training and, and getting a bit more work done now. But I have been a bit slack, I know, over this month. I've got the book written though in my favour. So yeah, with Amazon ads, ticket along, they're in profit. Uh, what I did notice this month actually, when I was looking at my monthly sales, is not in a big way, but in a significant way, my podcast book and my digital products are selling um, a good number of books over the month and it's Amazon ads that are doing that. So it's it's not to be sniffed at what they're selling. Uh, but, you know, bearing in mind, I pay them no attention whatsoever. They're just books I happen to have written that I don't do anything with. And they sell what they sell. And they are, they are at the moment, my, I think they're sort of in my top five books, selling books over the last month. Now, bearing in mind, I've got box sets that are really doing well there. Uh, and then obviously the box sets are making me the most money. Those non-fiction books doing all right. And, and for books that are completely neglected and forgotten. And I just have a, 
I think it's just an auto Amazon ad does that. It, it just sells nonfiction extremely efficiently for me. As with BookBub, I've no real news other than to say that when I spoke to you last week, I hadn't submitted something. I've submitted Don't Tell Meg again. As you know, I just relentlessly, relentlessly submit anything I can for BookBub. Well, Don't Tell Meg was rejected today. So I'm going to have to find another book to submit. But I, I have to say, although I will keep uh, I will keep submitting books to, to BookBub, I don't really expect now to get any nibbles or bites. I, I might be surprised, but I think I'll have to wait till the new books come out before I get nibbles and bites again. That's my feeling with BookBub, but I will keep trying, obviously. In other writing-related news, you'll know that I got the flat covers, the ebook covers for my new trilogy. And then as soon as I get those covers, I upgrade my favorite service for making 3D covers, which is myecovermaker.com. And I usually just have a free account on this, but when I've got new books coming out, I wait till I've got all the three covers for the trilogy. Then I upgrade it for a month and it's not very much for a month. I can't remember what it is, 15, $20, something like that for a month. And I make all the the paid for graphic, 3D graphic options that I can, download them en masse, and then I let the subscription subside because I, I don't need it all the time on an ongoing basis. And I've been in my cover maker this week making lots of different 3D graphics. It makes me nice uh, hardback covers and paperback cover versions in 3D. And it also allows me to do lovely uh, like, um, tablets you know like a computer tablet version so that like somebody's reading the book on the tablet so they've got lots of nice permutations there and what I do on mass is I just produce all these images for each book and then download them so I just got just so I got loads of permutations some of which I may never use but it just means I've got loads of permutations when I start to advertise and promote those books so I've been working with my e-cover maker I've just got to get finished there because that month subscription is about to subside. I want to get squeeze as much as I can out of it for the month that I've got it. I want to thank uh, Pip Reed for buying several coffees this week at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. Pip uh, sent me a note to say that she's loving this season's episode. So thank you very much for that, Pip. I was particularly thinking of you when I was doing the stuff on Google Analytics because I know that's probably something that will be on your mind. And I just also wanted to recommend to you that Sasha Black and Rachel Heron have another one of these Black Heron episodes at the Rebel Author podcast. They're so good. I really do enjoy those episodes. This is a really good one on the topic of money. And they expose themselves, both of them, uh, more, more than I ever would on this podcast. It's often painful, the extent to which they sort of expose uh, their kind of their lives away, away from the podcast and they're on that very sensitive subject of money this week and it's really good really strong episodes if you haven't caught those black heron episodes I really do recommend that you give those a spin I did say this was going to be a brief one this week and it really is I'm onto the links to share this week and you'll find all these links on the show notes page episode 21 at selfpublishingjourneys.com and first of all, I just wanted to mention a Society of Authors training session. It's a professional development plan and run your own brilliant book launch. So this is one of these uh, nice uh, presentations that the Society of Authors does. It's on the 6th of June, 2023. Uh, it's, uh, it's sort of UK centric. So it's 10 till 11.30 UK time. But it's all about uh, 
uh, book launching and the best way to do a book launch and uh, it's a free workshop you can just register for it and incidentally if UK time is no good to you wherever you are in the world just register for it they'll send you out the uh, the replay on that but I've, I've had some good value recently from Society of Authors uh, teaching events I've, I've really enjoyed them and um, they're well worth looking out for even if you're not a member of the Society of Authors. Uh, Booklinker sent out a newsletter to me this week I've shared two of their articles. One is about writing a book press release. Now that that's a devil of a job. I've written quite a few press releases in my career, but this is a really nice detailed article on how and when you should write a, a book release, what you should include, all the details that you need to do, whether you should use uh, a syndication service. Again, I've used syndication services in the past. So it's an excellent article that I thought that was well worth sharing. Uh, you know, if you fancy doing a book release. And also, uh, this is one that I ought to read myself, actually. Uh, it is one on the ultimate email gu marketing guide. So it's the ultimate guide to email marketing for authors. And it's by Nick Thacker, who is a well-known marketer. He's somebody whose uh, content I like to consume on marketing. And it's a really detailed, ever so detailed. It's, they, it's so detailed, they've, they've actually created a table of contents for the article. So uh, just to give you a taster of this, why authors need an email list, how it's part of your author platform, um, and then also how to capture mag uh, emails, how to use lead magnets, things like open rate explained, click-through rate explained, conversion rate explained, what to send to your list. It's a really, really very detailed article. It's almost like a mini training course, well worth a read, uh, and that's at booklinker.com. But I, I'll put the direct links for you on the show notes for this week's episode, but they're, they're really worth having a look at. Somebody else I'm, I'm always recommending to you for blog content, and, and if, you have, if you haven't already signed up for these newsletters, I do recommend that you do it, because although not everything's going to be of interest and useful to you, there is a lot of stuff uh, the, why, this is why I'm recommending them. There is a lot of stuff that is very useful from these blogs. And this article is from Written Word Media. It's titled, The Five Marketing Strategies We Used to Help My Wife Become a Six-Figure Author. And I was quite happily reading this and thinking, oh, this is a good article, loads of great information on here. And guess who wrote it? Yes, it's Matthew J. Holmes. It, it's, it, it's only, it's Matt Holmes, uh, as far as this article is concerned. But I was reading it thinking, oh, this is great. Oh yeah, I, I like this. It's got good, good. I like the way the information's presented. And it's a, a great item by uh, Matthew J. Holmes. So again, I keep saying to you, you don't have to touch any of this. You don't have to pay for any of his content. Uh, there's so much great stuff when you consume it for free. And I, I heartily recommend that you take a look at this article. And again, it's a long form article. It's like a mini training course. You can keep scrolling down and there's there's loads of content in there. Well, well worth a look at. And that will be on the show notes again. So uh, that's this week's Goodreads. We're on to personal news already. And uh, we went for our health checks this week. Now, I've never done this. I've always looked at these private health checks. The reason we did it is because the doctor's surgery usually would call you in and do your blood pressure and your cholesterol, all these things that you have to watch when you're older. And um, they haven't done mine for ages, and, and, and they have done my wife more recently. And it's probably just because of post-COVID stuff. They're busy with all sorts of other things. But of course, that doesn't mean issues go away. So a friend of mine at running said, oh, they do these things locally. You just go up the race course, book online, 
and they'll send you this great sheet telling you what you have got, what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly as far as health is concerned. And so uh, the price was right. I found one of these discount codes online, and I thought, all right, we'll, we'll do one of these. So I booked my wife and, and I in, and I'm familiar with the race course. I've done lots of events there when I was doing corporate training, and I've um, been up there a lot. My runs started in there as well. A lot of the races that we do start and end at the race course in Carlisle. So we nipped up. And it was great. It was very comprehensive, uh, very, very professional. Uh, they did the blood pressure. It's like I've never had my blood pressure done where they do it on your arm and your leg. I've never had that done. And they stuck kind of electric probe things on us, uh, had bloods taken, um, a couple of vials of blood. So they'll shake that up and give that all a good test. Uh, what else do we have done? All, all, all sorts of bits. Oh, they did. Uh, this is another thing I've never done that I've always wanted to do. One of these uh, sort of fat... Uh, indicator so you stand on it it gives you your weight they get your height and it tells you what percentage of your body is fat I don't know whether I want to receive that particular result uh, but uh, I've never done one of those before so was, there was loads of bits and pieces I've never done before anyhow we have to wait up to three weeks we get a report and then we, <laughs> we find out whether the prognosis is good or bad but I, I just felt because we're of a certain age and a certain stage of life this is something that I really want to do because you know if your cholesterol's high if your blood pressure is higher than it should be, all these things that people get caught with in older age, my view is, is if you catch them nice and early, you can course correct nice and early rather than it becoming a big problem. And, uh, you know, I can build it into diets, build it into exercise regime, all of these things you can change at a certain age. So the idea is really is that if there's anything that needs dipping in the bud, we could do it uh, nice and early rather than get um, something surprising us. And with that said, I should say to you that you know that on my Strava app, I've been trying to run 100 kilometers a month. And I actually, I think I may have told you this, but I actually wrote to Strava and said, well, actually 100 kilometers a month is a lot. Why, can you not change that to 50 kilometers? That's much more achievable by normal people because I, I wasn't doing 100 kilometers a month with all my runs. And they got back to me and they said, oh, we used to have a 50 kilometer one, but uh, nobody really uses it, which I can't believe, to be honest with you. I really don't believe that, but that's what they said. So the lowest that you've got in terms of cumulative runs is 100 kilometers a month. So I thought, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to do, because I'm running twice a week with my run group now through the summer, I thought, well, if I do the 10K runs fun runs that we do on the tuesday that ought to be easier to get to 100k well it has been so the last two months i've managed to achieve that 100 that well that 100k uh, tally for the month and, and in actual fact this month may the may that's just passed uh, i ran 110 kilometers in that month so there were several 10ks in there uh, but I was, I'm quite surprised to see that, that I, I, I did 110 kilometers in that month. And also this week on Wednesday, uh, this was the last run that made it notch up to 110 kilometers. I did a lovely race around the castle and the beautiful park we've, we've got in Carlisle. It was a sold out race. So it was very popular. Uh, I don't know how many were there, but there were a lot of people running and it was just a nice 5k. And that was lovely and sociable. Lots of people that I know, uh, from running, you know, you kind of run and chat and either you run on or they run on, but it's always lovely and sociable in a, a, a city, the size of Carlisle. So that was great, great fun. And if you connected to me on uh, Instagram, you would have seen the photographs from that. So we finished then as ever with healthy author updates, and I will be doing more running this week. Uh, at the time of recording this, I've just completed a run, been for a 5k run uh, around the city again. I will be back at Park Run on Saturday. 
I'm back at the nature reserve on Sunday and I will be I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do next week so I've got my club run on the Tuesday Tuesdays is always a 10k run but uh, I want to mention the race course to you earlier we've got a, a local race a 10k race that starts at the race course and goes around the country lanes that's on Wednesday and then I've got my normal group 5k run on the Thursday now I generally wouldn't do two 10ks one the night after the other so I, I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to enter the race or whether I'm going to do the the sort of team club run on on the Tuesday but I don't want to do two 10k runs one after the other that's pushing your luck a bit I think uh, especially as I've got another 10k run next uh, Sunday week on Sunday so I just I'm not quite sure how to pace it yet so I don't overdo it um, but a busy busy week next week as you can tell with running and I'm continuing to do the weights and stretching exercises I, I must admit I'm, I'm a little bit bored with that I, I need something a bit more engaging but I, I'm going to do it for another month I'll just routinely do it for another month uh, but but I think in the long term what I might need to do is, and I, I did say to you this when I started, I need to look at a class or I might take a gym membership or something like that. It just needs to hold my attention. It just needs to be something slightly more. Now I'll be fine doing it this month, but I, I do just want a little bit more to develop it uh, slightly more. I'm just working off an app at the moment and using some of my, my wife's weights. And I, I must tell you though, that, that it actually tires me more than a 5k run does. Doing, doing that routine tires me more than a, a 5k run does. So hopefully it's doing some good. But you know, I, I want to do that kind of stretching and weight work, but I think I'm looking for something just a little bit more engaging for the long term. I won't stop doing this until I find it, until I find the replacement, because I do want to keep up that type of exercise. So um, I, I, I do know that when I was having that health check done, I think my blood pressure was slightly higher than it should have been. And they did this lung function test, which I used to do. They used to get asthma years ago when I was at work. I'm sure it was work that caused it. I used to get asthma. And then it's like gone completely, not a trace of it anymore, which is why I can run as much as I do. Not a wheeze, not a rattle, nothing. I get no asthma whatsoever. But I used to be terrible with it uh, in my 30s. And as part of the checks you used to do, you used to do these lung function tests. And, and I always used to blow into this thing. I always used to pass it with flying colours, even when I had asthma. Well, they, they did one of these lung function tests with me when I did the, the health check. And, uh, and and I didn't do sort of br brilliantly on it. And I thought, well, that's, that's a bit disappointing because with all the running I do and everything like that, I, I thought I'd pass that one with flying colours. So, you know, even though I do all this running and you do the 100 than 10k in a month I'm sure they're still going to come back and, and, and flag some things up so you know that that that's why I wanted to do this health check because it just kind of you know running every week you sort of assume that everything's fine but that it might be hiding other things and you might need to tackle those through diet or some more focused form of exercise but uh, it's just a time of life thing just something that I want to keep an eye on and just make sure that uh, we stay as healthy as we possibly can as we get older that's the purpose of all of that so lots of running going on uh, apologies but that is it for the week that's everything I can tell you about this week's writing uh, you know where you are with me you know, you know what I've been doing this week uh, you've got caught my progress I have been doing quite a lot of playing this week I must admit because there isn't a lot of editing work to be done uh, doing all the normal bits and pieces monitoring the 
uh, marketing, of course, but it is quite a quiet plod, plod, tick, 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 drip, drip, drip phase at the moment. And that's fine. The work's getting done, uh, but it's not taking an awful lot of my time at the moment. Hopefully this time next week, I'll have a little bit more to tell you. <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this week's show. I hope you're having a great week of writing and editing, whatever you're doing. But from me, Paul T, for now, bye-bye.